Thank you so much for joining. Jesus is coming soon with Mike Shaw. We had to add the Mike Shaw because there are other Jesus is coming soon shows out there. But you know, it's this one when you go to freshroadmedia.com. No apology with Emily and Chris, of course, Lee, of course the flagship podcast at freshroadmedia.com. And then I'm kind of a spinoff here. And I'm really excited about episode four uh, because I have my pastor on with me right now. And this is, uh, you know, as you know, I moved to Iowa from Lubbock, Texas. And when I was in Lubbock, Texas, I was under the amazing teaching of my pastor, Pastor Ben Martinez of Calvary Chapel, Lubbock. Pastor Ben, how you hey, been? Man, we missed you. I can tell you that. We missed you. And uh, we're glad you're doing well. But um, um, you know what? For years and years and years, you told me, I mean, I need to get this. I need to get this. And and uh, it took you moving to Iowa to get it going. <laughs> I guess so. I'm excited about that. Yeah. I, you know, I think I've been a little disobedient or maybe God's timing is perfect. I don't know. But finally, uh, Jesus is coming soon, has been born, and we're already on episode four. Right. So, with, like, with epi- Mike Shaw. With Mike Shaw. That. With Mike I, Shaw. I didn't want to add that, but it just... There were, I, I did a Google search and there's like all these Jesus is coming soon shows like on rumble and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I had to do it. Um, and episode one, we talked about, uh, CBDCs, the central bank digital currencies and you know, what the WEF is planning with digital currency and right. how that's going to lead to them really being able to control us with programmable money. Mm-hmm. Um, episode two was a great, uh, testimony from Claudia uh, Claudia, if you're seeing this, hi, thank you again for being on. Uh, last week, episode three, we talked about fear and how the governmental authorities are using fear to get us to do things that are not good for us, right? Uh, like the vaccine, like the lockdowns. And right. and then right. I went into depth about global warming and, and that whole, what they're lying about that and where that may lead. And so mm-hmm. with you, Pastor Ben, I don't know anybody and I know Calvary chapels are, are good on this topic, but I don't know anybody who explains it better than you, which is why is there a pre-tribulation rapture in the Bible? You know, there's right, the, right. there's the debate we, and it's not a major, don't get upset anybody. Right. We don't right. argue about this, but you are fully convinced and you've fully convinced me that the trip, that the rapture will be a pre-tribulation rapture. So if you don't mind, explain that to us. Well, first and foremost, um, I had a young student come up to me here at church the other day and was convinced, first and foremost, that there wasn't a rapture. And second of all, we kind of talked about that, and he was fully convinced that maybe there was a mid-trib or a post-trib. Let me say this right off the bat. Um, We can debate this all day long. There are some great scriptures that say that that would lead you to a mid-trib kind of rapture. Uh, three and a half years, you know, were taken up. Uh, some people would debate uh, uh, post-trib. Seven years, the church is going to go through it. Um, I believe uh, in a pre-trib rapture simply because uh, Paul says it in in First Thessalonians. Now you go, well, yeah, but. Uh, he uses all of that in the terminology and, and, and the debates of, of rapture not even being found in the Bible. Well, we've studied it over and over and over. And what I found is a lot of people that I admire a lot have, uh, have kind of convinced me biblically that it's not just in Thessalonians, but Daniel speaks about a pre-trib 
rapture. Let's start in the book of Daniel. We just finished the book of Daniel. And uh, remember that Daniel, um, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were in the fiery furnace, Daniel wasn't with them. And they were they seemed to all be together. And uh, most scholars suggest that Daniel, uh, being a type of the church, wasn't part of the tribulation, if you will, in, you know, the fiery furnace. And so that, that says, well, where was Daniel? Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was a type of Israel that is exactly going to go through the seven years. So that's the first one. Um, the second one in Revelation, when we talk about, you know, uh, the whole book of Revelation, which let me just say this, because there's people out there. Um, I had someone come to me and say, hey, there were afraid to they were afraid to teach Revelation. And I'm like, it is about Jesus. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so exactly. it's right. You in know, title. So it's like, yeah. okay. I know there's some, there's some crazy stuff going to go through down through that and all that, yep. but he talks about church history, if you will, in the first four chapters. And then he says, come up here and he takes John up and it's a type of the rapture because he doesn't mention the church all the way until the end of like chapter 19 and 20, he brings the church back and, and all of that. So forth. So, so according to Paul, he says that um, literally the church, the church is is going to be harpazoed out of here before the great tribulation. Now, you and I, we've had great talks about this yes. on planes to Denver and so forth. Yep, yep. We talked about um, that the church is going to go through persecution and some trials and tribulation. It's happening it's now. It's not going to be the wrath of God being poured out in an unbelieving world. Right. That, it I believe. That's a huge difference. Um, and before I get to more on that, uh, because you have a beautiful picture of what a Jewish wedding represents yeah. and how yeah. that ties into this. It's just, yeah. I mean, I've never forgotten it and it's really right. helped solidify, solidify this for me, but the word harpazo, mm -hmm. um, is that in the Bible? Is that Greek? Is that Latin? Is that Aramaic? The, what is that? The Greek and, word and, is harpazo. Okay. The Latin translation is rapturus, Ooh. where we get our English word rapture. And so when you you could you could easily say, well, the harpazo, and what it means is a snatching away very quickly. It, it gives the picture um, like a train is coming down the track and you're about to get hit and somebody snatches you away at the last second. It's a harpazo, and that's what it says. Now, here's the here's the problem. The problem that most people face is they get confused with the second coming of Jesus Christ to the actual rapture. And so they're confused. I know um, in Second Corinthians, there it's not the same word that's used. It's not hard podzo, but it, it, it sort of alludes to a either a mid-trib or a post-trib. But you've got to read it in context. You and I, we talked about context all the time. Right, right. So, we believe, we honestly believe just with everything that goes on prophetically, that there is nothing left to happen except the return of Jesus. Now, he says he's going to come in the clouds. Uh, Paul talks about the, he actually talks about the rapture as in the twinkling of an eye. Right. We talked about that being half a blink. So, so I don't think we're going to sit here and go, oh, wow, I think we're going up to heaven. It's <laughs> going to be like be snapping so your fingers and you're gone. Yeah, half yeah. a blink and, mm -hmm. and we're out of here. Yeah. 
which which think about this, Mike, for just a second. And if you're not right with God and you see something happening, you're going to go, oh, wait a minute. I probably should get right with God. You're not going to have time. Right. And that's why when you say when you're when your podcast is Jesus is coming soon, we need to be ready. Be ready. We need to be ready. Um, Paul, and a matter of fact, Paul speaks in the book of Philippians he says, work out your salvation, work out your salvation. So be ready, working it out, showing the fruits that you're actually saved. And so that's something we're going to talk about on Sunday. But yeah, good. yes, answer your question. You know, every there's there's more evidence that points to the return of Jesus. But I like what you said, because I think it's important. There are a lot of people who might disagree and that's OK. Let's yeah. agree to disagree. Sure. They'll love each other's because they're taking something that's a non-essential for salvation in a walk with God and turning it into something that's essential. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let me let me say this. Let me grab my Bible because. Right. Here's the biggest thing that um, that really just jumps out at us, Mike. And we talked about this when we did our prophecy update. So, yeah. While you're looking that up, let me just make this point, too, that. you know, not only do we need to be ready because we don't know the time of the coming and, and yes, we should all be pan rapture that God's going to work it all out. He's, you know, it's going to pan out the way God intends. I like that. <laughs> so, I mean, that's always a good point, but, um, you know, Paul said, encourage each other with these words. Well, that's where I was going. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, it's that's, like, that's exactly yeah. Where I was- I was going to go. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. How are we going to comfort if I'm about to tell you you're about to go through the through all hell breaking loose yeah, on earth? Right. Like like the earth has never seen before. I've never seen before. Right. Because I was talking with some people and they're like, well, the the seals are overlapping and we're in the seals judgments now. And I'm like, no, no. And I talked to you about that. I yeah. ran that by you like, Pastor, yeah. <laughs> I've right. been hearing this. He's And what did you say? I said, well, let's go back to let's go if you if you'll study the bible from genesis to revelation you'll see a lot of things happen for example daniel speaks of antiochus epiphanies coming in and in the abomination of desolation well he again says that's going to happen when the antichrist comes in so there's a lot of things that we can see biblically but even practically in the world um that we see the lord sort of uh warning us if you will yeah. For example, I believe this is me. This is my opinion. Um, a lot of the weather patterns that we've seen, and I know you're a big weather guy. I am. Um, I believe that, again, not in the night in the climate change, but in the Lord going, hey, there's some weird stuff happening. I want to get your attention. I want to get your attention and, and I can see some stuff. Um, other stuff is silly. I don't I didn't get a chance to listen to the, the climate change ones, but. Yeah, I did read a statistic the other day that it was a hundred and I'm going to mess that up, but 135 in Mojave Desert. Okay, you know, which was a record, but it was set back in 1913 when there were six million less people in the world. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Did you hear that one? And so I did. And so again, there's some stuff that's like, yeah, it's it's June and it's hot. Well, in in Lubbock, it's always hot. (laughs) hot. Well, 2011, uh, you guys set all kinds of records in 2011. I don't know if you broke any of them this summer. Uh, you may have, but I, I don't think you broke all of them. I and know. 2011 wasn't that long ago, and it was a really hot summer for Texas. Definitely. definitely. Right, right. But there are signs, and God does want to wake us up. But, um, you know, the main point I was getting to and that you talked about, it's like you were heading to the same scripture 
comfort each other with these words. In other words, the Lord is coming back. He's going to get, he's going to take his bride home um, before he pours out his wrath on the earth and saves Israel through that tribulation. Right. And comfort each other with these words. This is good news. Right. And and when you think about a world, um, when you really think about a world of, of just what we're going through even now, I mean, when you're honest, the 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 American just is trying to make it from week to week and and, and you can't add um, you can't add any heartache or hospitalization or anything like that. And to tell them, okay, hey, you, you're get, getting a call. <laughs> Pastors only work one day a week, except they're always on call. Where did it go? <laughs> Oh, there it is. Okay, sorry guys. That's all right. You can it's edit fun. that out, right? <laughs> oh, I, I probably won't because it's fun. So it's oh. all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this just call me anytime. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> the life of a pastor. I, I forgot what I was saying. The life of a pastor. Well, I mean, we were just basically talking about encouraging each other with these words, and and you were talking about you know how times are really tough right now. Right. And and in my head, I was thinking. You know, woe to you, call evil good and good evil. And um, the days of Noah is when Jesus is going to come mm -hmm. back. And, you know, I mean, we're certainly seeing the days of Noah. Can things get worse? I get, um, you know, your point of the rapture, um, the, the tribulation period, right. uh, the seven years after the Antichrist signs a seven-year peace, peace treaty with Israel, which starts that seven-year clock. Right. Um, and then God starts pouring out his wrath on the earth. Right. Uh, when evil is in the earth, and we've known that since since original sin in the garden, um, you know, we've had the church has been per persecuted and increasingly so right. in other parts of the world for decades. Right. Um, and now we can see that maybe it might be heading to the rest of the parts of the world. Uh, but that is not God's wrath. That's evil doing evil stuff. So, Mike, back way back in the day, you know, when I first got saved, I. I used to go, we, we used to go to basketball games and see 50,000 people go to tech game. And I used to sit and ask the Lord, Lord, how's this going to go down? Are we, I mean, are we just here and then gone and, and nobody has a warning? And of course, you had these movies that came out and there wasn't even a single warning. You had the Left Behind series. You had A Thief in the Night, all of these ones. Yeah. And uh, but the Lord quickly showed us that he does love us so much that he is preparing. And we saw that based on 2020. Yeah, we saw that. And I and I love your thing, uh, your podcast where it says, you know what, we, we don't want to succumb to fear. Right. Um, we have to just know the truth. Right. And so and so now again, again, it's well, you're going to get me off on on just a, a tangent <laughs> and topic of what's going on in the world. But it is. Evil. OK. Yeah. And so it is evil. And so I believe just honestly that uh, the Lord has given us a preview and it's going to be easy. Now, think about this. Think about mm -hmm. this. Okay. When the rapture takes place in the hard puzzle, he pulls us out of here, which could happen at any time. Now, there are some love, beloved, wonderful men of God that I love that believes it's going to happen here in the, the Feast of Trumpets. So, yeah, if we're, it's we've got two weeks. And so I've been we'll hearing that. The 15th. They win. September 15th That's is it. what I'm hearing. Exactly. And so yep. you go, okay, cool. I don't know. Um, uh, I'm not that smart, but. It's uh, the same people who told me a couple dates last year and the year before. Oh, did they? <laughs> yeah. Um, Amir Safari says, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Those are for Israel. 
And so there's there's all this debate. So I believe that the Lord could come back at any time. But we got a good preview. We got a good preview of the mask mandate. We got a good preview of COVID. We got a good preview of the vaccine. Right. We've got a good preview of how easy. Okay, so rapture takes place. Go with me. Mm -hmm. The world is in chaos. And I tell the church this. The world is in chaos. It's a mess. Yeah. Um, Millions, if not billions, have died. Just just died from all of the other stuff. Because because think about this for a second, Mike. Hospitals are overrun. Yep. They can't handle any of uh, any of the crashes, any of those, all of this stuff. Yeah. You know, the banks are going to collapse immediately. Yeah. You know, they're they're, I mean, mortgages are not going to be paid. I mean, jobs are not. Everything is going to shut down. Yeah, we're going to be gone. So let me ask you millions this. of us. Let me yes. Let me ask you this. What mm-hmm. happened during uh, the COVID outbreak in March? What happened as soon as that everybody was looking for life to get back to normal? And so we're so they continue to look for a savior, whether it was in a right. shot, a vaccine, a mask. Yeah. They kept looking. And yeah. when you think about this and on COVID on steroids times times a hundred right we're going to be looking for a savior to come in and fix things right right so, you know I, I go ahead you've, you've been so you've been preaching that for a long time and um you know uh the two years that i was going to church there the last two years yeah. uh, before i came here you did a, an end time series we went through revelation yeah. um we started daniel before i had left mm-hmm. and so you've been going through daniel I mean, there's a lot of prophecy in all of that and I just, you know, uh, you love the way that you've laid that out for us. Uh, and it's a reminder that, um, you know, when in this podcast and what I've tried to do in episodes one and three, especially, you know, it's not just my opinion on what's happening in right. the world. Right. I've used clips from Klaus Schwab and from yeah. uh, Professor Harari and from the UN Secretary General and a scientist who wants to make us allergic to meat. I don't know how he's going to do that, but um, he was kind of explaining that that would okay. be an now option. That's a new one to me. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch episode three, man. It's crazy what yeah. they're doing. And Professor Harari is talking about an artificial intelligence rewriting the Bible mm-hmm. to Heard have that. a to have the true religion. Right. Um, you know, it's just everything. The what we see happening with the WEF, the UN, and all of these people that are going along with that mm-hmm. is, you know, we're seeing not just the spirit of Antichrist leading to the Antichrist, but we're just seeing, um, you know, the ways that they're going to want to control us with a one world government, a yeah. one world currency, yeah. and a one world religion, which is what you've hammered home into my heart for yes. all these years. Yeah. And and when mm-hmm. we studied Revelation and it's funny you say that because I finally had to get out of those books because I was so prophetically drained of, of what's, you know, just depressed in the spe- in the sense of what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, let's talk about. And so so because you did, we said, is Jesus, uh, are we living in the last days? Right. Revelation, Daniel, and they all talk about that stuff. Right. But here's the thing. You're right. We are we are we are feeling the the um, man, the spirit of Antichrist is here. Yeah. And, and and let me say this. Let me say this. Um, you mentioned earlier, the Lord warned us. He says, hey, man, when you see like end the days of Noah and um, there there'll be giving in marriage and kind of doing all the same things. But if you keep reading on a little bit later, it says actually in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. And we're that way, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, we're having more. I mean, you 
it'd be one thing if we were just we were just kind of toying with artificial intelligence, but when you add the Sodom and Gomorrah, you add the LGBTQ mm-hmm. AI, you add right. you add the one world currency, you add health, all this stuff, all of this just kind of coming together. Yeah. This is what the Lord told us was going to go down. And right. we, we sort of focused on earthquakes, remember? Yeah. And we heard earthquakes in various, various places. places. And right. like, oh, yeah. Pestilence. Well, those would be too. <laughs> yep, famines. But when you think about everything that's going on specifically on the one world currency, and it's scary. It, yeah. it really is scary. The it fact is. that we could wake up one morning and say, and, and the banks be gone. Like, your money's gone. Yeah. You don't have control of your money anymore. You're you're given a certain amount with an expiration date and with specific programmed instructions into your money on what you can spend it on. Right. Um, and, you know, that's those are their plans that they've discussed. So um, just using their own words on that. Um, <clears throat> now you talk about the days of Noah and mm-hmm. the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm. Think of this, Pastor Ben. Sodom and Gomorrah. The angel of the Lord is on his way, stops and has a visit with Abraham, has a little bit of, you know, ha- they have a snack and rest. Right. Right. And then they head on their way. And, and Abraham's like, well, for be it for you, Lord, to to punish the righteous with the unrighteous. Right. Perchance that there are 40 righteous in that city. Will you spare it? Oh, he's like, yeah, 30, 20. Yeah, 10. Got him down to 10. So they show up in Sodom and Gomorrah, the angels are hanging out with Lot and they're telling Lot and his Lot, get you and your family, get out of here. Mm -hmm. And they did, they got him out of, there was one righteous guy with his family and, and they got him out before God's wrath was poured out on the city. Days of Noah. Right. One righteous guy, Noah, build an ark. Right. 7,500 years. He's building an ark. Everyone's ridiculing him. You know, what are you doing? It's going to rain a lot, <laughs> you know, right, re- right. repent, and they don't. And so the whole world is unrighteous except one guy. God got him and his family out. Mm-hmm. Aren't those both pictures of a pre-tribulation God pouring out his wrath rapture? Absolutely. You, you, we talked about that when you were here. The, the boat that Noah built, the ark, signifies Christ and he got, but let me say this, because when yeah. you were saying that, what was coming to mind, and I think I think this would be good for all of your listeners. Um, there's a remnant. There's just it's a, the the body of Christ is small. It's not it's not going to be millions and billions wide. There's right. a lot of people who who would claim Christianity, right? But they don't believe in Jesus. They don't have a personal relationship with Him, and so that always worries me because, like you said, you mentioned it was one family. Loa, Mrs. Mrs. Lot's wife or Mrs. Lot turned around. Yep. <laughs> you know, so she didn't get saved. No. Nope. You know, her heart longed to be back there. Um, you and know. she was warned. She was warned not to look back even. So it was, it's not like it was a mean, unfair thing. Right. Yeah. So I think the body of Christ in general, true believers, fully devoted followers of God are going to be a lot smaller than we think. Yeah. And you might be going in, and this is what scares me. There's a lot of pastors who are not saved, and they're they're preaching and they're doing the and they're doing the ministry, and and they don't have that personal relationship. So that's first mm-hmm. and foremost. Uh, if Jesus is coming soon, then our job is to warn people and say, "Hey, just listen. We're not we're not judging you. Just make sure you're right with God. Take a moment right. to do a heart check and say, Lord, 
because because the Lord the Lord in, in talking to Nicodemus, what did he say? He said, you must be born again. You must be right. born from above. It's it's a supernatural thing that happens to you. Right. It's not a prayer that we pray, although right. I'll lead someone in a prayer. Yep. It's not the prayer that saves them. Words alone aren't, aren't sufficient to save. You have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Right. And then you become, then you have the right to become an adopted son uh, of God through Jesus' first fruits. Right. And, you know, we share, we share uh, son and daughterhood with, with <laughs> our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's an amazing plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but Paul did the same thing. He warned people, you know, yeah. check your heart, make sure that you are in the faith. And as you mentioned earlier, walk out your, your salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah. And yeah. so you really do have to, and I always put it this way, you know, uh, and you can tell me the address cause I'm always, you know, somewhere in the Bible that says something <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> right. And that gets me, then that gets me to Bible gateway and I can find it. But, um, you, you'll probably know the address on this where, mm. Jesus was saying, away from me, I never knew you. Mm-hmm. And I always, my feeling on that was always the relationship, you know, when you first get saved and really saved, yeah. that relationship, that eternal relationship starts at that moment. Right. And so, you know, we talk to God, hopefully every morning, um, hopefully praying without ceasing throughout the day, just, you know, thoughts yeah. towards God yeah. and praying about things. And, and of course he talks back, you know, if we listen to that small, still voice and it's that relationship that's going to continue in an all new way, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it has to start here. And I I would say to anyone listening who's not sure, that would be one way to test it. Well, you know? let, let me say this, Mike, because you're, sure. you're bringing up all kinds of things when you said that. It's in yeah. Matthew chapter 7. Okay. That, that's the scariest one. That was like, depart from me. I never knew you. Right. So I'm with you on that. But here's the one thing we've always said, okay? Your belief determines your behavior, right? You behave what you believe, whatever it might be, whatever, whatever, you know, you behave that way. Yes. Yep. Yep. So the Lord Jesus tells you and I that we need to repent before we come to him. We need to repent. Well, here's the thing. Repent of what? What sins do we need to repent of? Because there's probably multitude. But see, (laughs) there's two types of repentance, if you will. Now, stay with me. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm not speaking blasphemous. Okay. You need to repent of unbelief first and foremost. Right. Okay. So you need to change your heart. You need to change your mind. When he says repent, it's of unbelief. Okay. Yeah. Because then you need to repent. Once you start to believe in God, who he is, like you said, have a relationship with him. Well, then now you're going to start to what? You're going to start to behave that way. Yeah. When you start to behave, that way, then he knocks on your heart and says, hey, you need to repent from maybe a specific thing that you're doing. We call them life dominating sins that are pulling you back into the world, making life miserable. Right. right. And so people don't realize that they go, I need to repent what, from smoking. I don't need to repent from sm- oh, what, drinking. No, no, no. First and foremost, repent from unbelief. Yeah. You hadn't believed up until this point. Now you may know a lot about God, but you didn't know God. Yeah. And that's going to be the key thing. Do you know God with all of your heart? Going to church is not going to save you knowing jesus right it's like andrew you know andrew's like hey i think i found the messiah come on yeah come and, and see and come and see and then you know then over time and as they saw the miracles and as they walked with jesus they believed and um you know it's the same for all of us I mean, yeah. we all have our individual stories and they're powerful yeah. because because we overcome him with the word of our testimony and the blood of the lamb and we do not love our lives even unto death right. um 
which is a great turn to the times that we're in. Because of the times that we're in, uh, perilous times at the end, as Paul said, and they certainly are perilous and getting more perilous Um, you know, especially, you know, I have a political bent, you know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, you know, no. when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> right. when you, when you have a political bent, you tend to focus on some of that stuff, but it's important. Right. And, you know, when you see what they're doing to President Trump over trumped up charges, pun intended, mm -hmm. um, and versus what the current president is accused of doing. Right. Um, you know, you could make a very good argument that if the current president is done a tenth of what he's accused of doing, he could be one of the most corrupt, if not the most corrupt president right. in history. And at the same time, though, the weaponized uh, arms of government are coming after President Trump and, and those that think like him. And we have political prisoners now in the country and it's it, it's getting scary and it's getting bad. And so my encouragement always to people is, first of all, when they try to come at you with fear, that should bring up your red flags, have discernment. We do not, we do not have a spirit of fear. We're a spirit of power and love. Right. And then the other thing is, don't get angry. After the 2020 ele election and shenanigans, I was very angry. Mm -hmm. And I had to fight to get my eyes back on Jesus right. and to get that peace. Right. Because and my final sentence on this, and then I'll let you talk again is um, remember this. We are, if you are in Christ and so test your heart, make sure you're in Christ. If you right. are in Christ, you are God's forever. Right. And there is nothing that can change that. Right. And so Stand for the truth in whatever arena you're in, whatever area you live in. Do that in in, in love. Stand for the truth, mm -hmm. and God's going to take care of the rest. But right. we have we have to be salt and light, and we can't be afraid, and we can't be angry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, the 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 Bible um, doesn't specifically mention the United States in end time scenario. Right. And a lot of people have asked, well, where are we? Well, well I don't know. We either implode or I mean, we're just um, and we can see that happening. Yep. And so I always tell the church, if you want to know what's going on, keep your eyes on the Middle East. Keep your eyes on the revived Roman Empire. We talked about that in the in the book of Daniel. And uh, it's 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 being built even right now. But let me say this. And you mentioned it earlier. The the tribulation, Mike, starts when the peace treaty signed. Right. That doesn't mean there could be a time frame between the hard podzo, the rapture. Right. It could yeah. be a year. It could be six months. We don't know. We don't know. Just but we do know this. If you're around and I hope you're not, um, when you see the signing of a seven year peace agreement. And uh, back in the day, everybody thought the Abraham Accord was was uh, Trump was the Antichrist. He signed this, <laughs> all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> specifically, he's going to come out of a revived Roman Empire. And you can mm -hmm. see all these kind of things happening with the UE, you know, United yeah. Nations and all this stuff and yeah. or UN, sorry, and the UE and all that stuff. And so it's yeah. like, wow, they're they're just sort of dwindling down. We started out with so many and. It's just gotten, it's just, it's just so intriguing. Now to some it's scary. And I tell the young people here, I understand you're saying, I want to get married. I want to, 
I want to have a career. I want all I'd like to live. And you're telling me that this could be over in weeks or months or years, but it's heaven is far better. And uh, this world has nothing uh, for us. And so, and so, you know, uh, it, it's going, it's going down as we speak, all of the yeah. stuff that you said. And uh, one of the, one of the things um, that we need to look for on the horizon is Ezekiel 38 and 39 war, yep. which could easily happen at any time. Now, is, does that mean, is that going to happen before the rapture, after the rapture? Well, that's the million-dollar question. Yeah. For those that aren't familiar, can you briefly explain what Ezekiel 38 and 39 well, talks, talks about? Ezekiel 38 and 39, it talks about a conglomerate of nations led by Russia coming down from the north to attack Israel. And why they want to attack Israel, I have we, we don't have a clue. It could be oil. It could be gas. It could be food. Let me tell you why I think it could be food. When I was in Israel several years ago, um, our tour guide said that they were growing watermelons in the desert. Israel was doing incredible stuff with food like they they could do things that we couldn't and they couldn't export it because people didn't want Israel's food. So they were sitting on, on, on an abundance of food. And so I start I went to the Bible and there were 13 giant famines in the Bible. There are 13 major famines in the Bible. And I thought, what if there was a worldwide famine? And Israel had the recipe for food. You go, Ben, you're explaining Kirk Cameron in, in Left Behind. Well, yeah, kind of. Um, that could be one reason why uh, a lot of these, these um, nations join Russia to come in. The only difference is, is that Israel won't be ready to retaliate and God steps in. Now, I always thought it was annihilation, like there would be no more Russia. Right. But for some reason, I've changed my thoughts on that. Okay. Because Russia and China seem to be BFF. They sure are. Moving forward into mm -hmm. what we would call the Battle of Armageddon, that final war. Oh, man. At the end of the tribulation. Right. So I'm like, okay, so maybe there's a remnant. Maybe, maybe there's a, they stay back. I know it, it. I know it's Russia. Most scholars believe it's Russia. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you the countries. So all of, all of the, yeah, all of those. In that so, sense. well, I talked over you. So Russia, Iran, Turkey, Kush, Kush, yep. which is what Sudan. Uh, yep. Okay. Yep. All of those ones like that, that you remembered um, and all the smaller ones, the Kakistans and all these that are, that, that are pulling in. And you can kind of see that happening now because mm -hmm. um China and Russia weren't weren't friends. No, they were all, and now they're they're sort of kind of holding hands and saying, "Let's let's um, let's get the dollar, you know, let's yeah. let's uh, let's make the yen or whatever else the the national right." So what, so what 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 Pastor Ben's talking about there is the BRICS. So we've got the BRICS country, which are led by China right. and Russia, right. and Saudi Arabia. They're trying to rec recruit Saudi Arabia and Iran into it. And these countries that are already in, I think India's in BRICS. And what they're doing is right now, the petroleum is exchanged with U.S. dollars, uh, the petroleum dollar, the U.S. US dollar. And they're using a different currency to do an end around the United States. And if they're successful in getting enough countries to do that, it could cr crash our dollar, which would crash our economy. And at the same time, we have the current administration sending all of our money to Ukraine 
and then spending all of our money on all this other stuff in an effort to crash our economy, I believe. Right. And so all of it coming together, all these pressures imploding, you know, enemies from within and with and without, unfortunately. Well, uh, foreign and domestic. If you're a weak country, Mike, then yeah. it's so easy to kind of go, okay, well, we'll just do what you say and you kind of right. get in line with whatever whatever that is. And I think you're right because the dollar's already dropping here. Right. And then you talk about the war in Ukraine. I'm talking out of ignorance because I hadn't studied what's going on there, but that just seems like that's a a interesting war, if you will. It's, yeah. it's, it's There's not like an end goal. It's sort of, and then Zelensky is kind of like your talk host, your, your, <laughs> exactly talk, right. your, your yes. talk show host. And yeah, like, yeah. I don't, I don't understand because maybe you know more on that one. I don't, I don't know, man. It, it puzzles me too. Um, I saw one video where there was a bombed out building and people were carrying away these massive slabs of concrete. Yeah. And I don't know if it was doctored or what it was, if it was real, but if that's real, it's like the, it's like the set of Star Trek where Captain Kirk is, or the Gorn is lifting these big boulders to throw at Captain Kirk. And it's like, is this a movie set or is this a real war? It's, it's really weird. Um, and I'm not saying there aren't people dying and I don't know. I really no, don't, don't know. know, but, but it's very strange, but I can tell you this, it appears uh, that Ukraine is a money laundering operation for politicians here in the United States. And we're sending so much money to them um, that it is causing inflation. It's hurting the economy and it's, you know, America is so strong and they've been trying for so long to bring us down. We've been able to hang in there, hang in there, hang in there. Mm -hmm. At some point, if they keep throwing our money away, we will reach a breaking point, uh, especially when you have these outside pressures now with BRICS, you know, and Russia and, and China becoming allies. Um, again, don't fear. You are God's forever if you are in Christ. And if you're not in Christ, get in Christ. Right. <laughs> um, right. And, you know, but these are the things that are happening and, you know, we need to let people know so they have awareness. And so we, we know we know what time it is. We do. And, and the reason why people aren't aware is because they're busy just trying to make ends meet. The inflation has right. gone high. And so sure. it's like, look, I don't have time to watch the news. I don't have time. Depends on what news you watch. But <laughs> True. I don't have time to research good. any of this. Listen, right. I've got to work. I've got to make a paycheck. I got a mortgage to pay. And this is how they live. Yeah. And so what happens, they come around and say, hey, this is good for you. This is going to be good for your job. OK. Yeah. And they just run off. Yeah. And we sit yeah. there and go, why? Why don't hold on? And so our jobs are to really and, and I use this at church all the time. Our goal is to depopulate hell and populate heaven. And by giving them the gospel of Jesus Christ all the yeah. way through and um, just trying to teach them so they have a solid foundation. Now, I believe. Right that the church will be refined. You know, the Bible always talks about judgment starting in the house of the Lord. Well, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to uh, start to, to sift us and see, see who it really is and who are not. Yeah. And so I think there's, there's going to be some suffering and some trials and, and um, as a matter of fact, I'll say this to you, truth be known. Yeah. Um, we heard, we heard all of this, this, well, they're, they're going to start shutting down again. And there's this variant coming out. I'm sure yep. you've heard that. Yeah. And, yeah. And some schools in, in the states are already offering a mask mandate. And and here's what jumped out at me, that we're not going to allow them to gather publicly. And so I got up in the church and I said, listen, I don't know how true this is. I take everything with a grain of salt. But I said this, I'm not shutting the church down again. 
Awesome. I'm not doing it. Um, awesome. I know I'm, we won't either. I'm saying I'm not. And I say that lovingly. I don't want people yeah. to go, well, you're, you're just, you won't get people sick and die. No, you're grown up. If you get, if you get whatever variant this is, the cold or whatever it is, stay yeah. home, get better. Yeah. But I cannot in good conscience based on the word of God, do that again. Yeah. Well, so the, and, you know, I give everyone so much grace and mercy from the first one. Um, you know, we didn't know what we were dealing with at first. And, you know, and so there were lockdowns. Um, all of the states locked down except South Dakota. Way to go, Christy Nome. I know. <laughs> you, know? I know. Uh, you know, she's she kept her head about her. Um, you know, Florida didn't lock down for long. Texas didn't lock down for long. You right. know, the red states did much better with that. Right. Um, so this time around, good luck fooling the people this time right uh, we've been through this and we know all the lies that were told about the vaccine for well if you take the vaccine you're not going to spread the virus if you take the vaccine you're not going to catch the virus right. if you wear a mask you're not going to spread the virus and we've know we've we've since found out and a lot of people were warning from the beginning uh but we know for sure now that lie 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 because they admit now that the vaccine doesn't stop you from transmitting the vaccine doesn't stop you from getting the, the, you know, the, everything, yeah. you know, all that stuff. And we know masks don't work. Um, I think the latest study showed masks have a 1% effectiveness. <laughs> so, you know, so the, and, and the Iowa governor has already put out a release last, well, earlier. Yeah. Last week, earlier this week, whatever it was, she is not going to lock down. You know, we're already hearing all about all these rumors. She said, no, we're not locking down. We're not doing mask mandates. And that's Iowa. That's good. Uh, a great Republican governor. And I have no doubt that Florida and Texas will do the same right. as South Dakota right. and many others. But um, it's weird that they're bringing it back. And it's also, you know, with the WEF, it's a partnership between globalist companies and globalist governments and the UN. Mm. And mm. so, you know, are you going to be able to go to Walmart without a mask or Costco or I should be careful naming out brand names because we don't yeah, know. So right. it's just speculation. But are you going to be able to go to your favorite store and not right. wear a mask? That may be one way that they do an end around and enforce it. Same with flying. You know, flying might be a real big pain uh, more than it already is. Right. Man. So my question to you and mm -hmm. and uh, and did our current president sign over our sovereignty to the world health organization? So that's in the works. Um, I did a little bit more digging into that. So that's in the works. And I think that they're going to be deciding that. I don't, I don't know the date um, if it's later this year or next year, um, but they're certainly working on that. And so you're right. So that whole plan is that governments would agree that we would have a coordinated effort <laughs> In case of another world. pandemic, you know, yeah. a world response that's consistent. Right. And so each company, each government that signs on to it would give over their response to the WHO and let them run it. Well, that's not good. <laughs> no, no, it's a no. disaster. Yeah. But yeah. We, we all know that they all work. They're all working together. And yeah. um, and um, still, we're still the greatest country in the world. Yeah. Other ones are where, you know, they 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 had a rough time, a rough go with it. But um, if if um, if if we sign over sovereignty, could a next president veto yes. that? Sure. that? Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. 
you know, when uh, President Obama, you know, set the record for uh, executive actions, the f- President Trump, the very first week, started writing executive actions to undo what President Obama did. Um, and in, in addition to that, executive actions to get rid of, you know, all kinds of things that were bad for the economy. And that's why the economy took off so fast, uh, because he was able to take un- unilateral action like that. So, you know, President Trump took us out of the Paris Accord. Yeah. which is going to cost the United States billions or trillions of dollars yeah. because yeah. of the climate scam. And then President Biden put us right back in. So, right. 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 President Trump took us out of the who. And President Biden put us right put back, us back in. in. So if we, you know, we keep praying for this, you know, whoever the next president is, um, me and my politics, a Republican would be nice, but someone who, someone who, um, is going to undo all these things and and fight for the American people. And I'm praying for President Trump personally, because I don't know anyone who's sacrificed more personally for the United States. And they're trying to throw him in jail for the rest of his life. It's it's evil. Um, So, you know, the prayers are there, too. But, yeah, you know, with everything that's going on with the elections, what happened in Arizona to Kerry Lake. Yeah. Uh, to Abraham, I don't know his last name, the, uh, the Republican attorney general who was shy, just a few votes. They haven't counted all the provisional ballots and they're not planning on it. And he's fighting in court to get him to count the rest of the ballots because he knows he'll win and they know he'll win. Uh, and you know, the shenanigans that happened in 2020 with the Trump election, um, you know, we're going to have to fight massive fraud in this next election. We're going to, don't get discouraged. Don't give up. Oh, it's rigged anyway. So what's my vote count? No, vote. Because if everyone votes, it makes it harder for them to cheat. Amen. Good point. Yeah. So don't there's, get discouraged. There's vote. something in the something that, that we use um, often. It's called fatalistic theology. Have you yeah. heard me talk about that? You sure do. Fatalistic theology is where you kind of go, ah, God's going to do whatever he's going to do. So I'm not mm. going to do anything. And it's yeah. like, no. You still got to live your life. He's God's got it all under control, but we've got to do our part. Yeah. Um, not, not to work for salvation or to earn brownie points from God. We just do that because we're righteous. We got to do what's right. Yeah. And what's right is voting and, and voting for biblical principles. Right. You know, and, yeah. and we, we owe it to our kids and our grandkids and if the Lord tarries, because the only reason that I don't that I would tell you that Jesus isn't coming soon, Mike, yeah. is because he's so merciful. And I keep yeah. seeing people get saved every week, yep. every week. And so I'm going, well, if he came today, what would happen to the people that are going to come and get saved next right. week? Right. And his heart is so big, if you will, that he, he'll wait. He'll wait another 10 years if he if it means more people will come get saved. Yeah. Is it uh, one of the Peters, first or second Peter? He's not slow in keeping his promise, Mm -hmm. but he's patient, willing that all would come to repentance. And what's the joke you say uh, when the last Gentile gets saved? We're out of here. So if that's you, (laughs) if that's you, (laughs) raise your hand. Are you listening? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Pray this prayer. No, No, pray (laughs) the prayer and get saved. Ask God to come into your heart and save you. It would be it would yeah. be amazing. But it would be amazing because I'm 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 I have the same heart. You know, it's like and we talk about wanting to go home. And yes, we want to go home. And we know we will go home. And so for me, it's like I'm not in a hurry because I know people who aren't ready. Right. 
and I want them to be ready. And so God is not slow in keeping his promises, but there will be a moment in time when uh, there's a harpazo and we're snatched out quickly. And then whatever period of time appointed by God, he starts pouring out his wrath on the earth. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's all coming. We get to come back for a thousand years. Yeah. So, so we're already 48 minutes in, all right. but, but I do want to go through the, the Jewish wedding and it, I don't know if we can do it in five minutes because there's, there's a lot to it, Yeah. but, but yeah. the picture of a Jewish wedding also would be a good way to picture how all of this would go down. So mm-hmm. can you do that in a few minutes? Let me try. Okay. The, the Jewish wedding, when a uh, father um, and a son, they they have an arranged wedding and they usually have an arranged wedding when they're very, very little. And so um, he already knows who's going to be married. Then they go into what they call a betrothal period. And the betrothal period means um, they're basically engaged. It's much more than an engagement. They're not like, hey, you want to marry me? OK, I think you're great. Um, they're, they're, um, they're committed, but they're, they're not living together and everything. Once they're betrothed, the son goes back to live with his dad and he builds on an addition to the house and the, the bride doesn't know when he's going to come. Um, what's really awesome about that is the bride is waiting for him and it could take however long it takes to build the house. Now she has her bridal garment ready and pressed. So it's always ready. You can look up the, the the parable of the ten virgins in that in that whole sense. Yeah. So what happens is that dad looks in and goes, "Hey, how's it coming? Oh, just a few more weeks and this thing will be ready." And he goes, "Okay." And this is this is true of the Jewish wedding. And then when when he gets the addition to the house, living with the dad, um, dad looks at him and goes, "Okay, it looks like you're ready." He says, "Go get your bride." So he goes through the streets of Jerusalem, singing with his groomsmen, "Hey," and shouts. And she knows he's coming. And then he picks her up. He catches her, takes her. He brings her back to the dad's house. And they go in to the marriage chamber for seven days. They don't come out. But yet all around, there's people partying for that. And for seven days and and where we get the seven years and all that good stuff. Yeah. And um, and that's where Jesus said, hey, listen, uh, I'm going to go away. I'm going to go build in my in my father's house. There are many mansions you know my pr- i prepare a place for you for you if it we're not true i wouldn't tell you so and i'm going to come back and get you so mm-hmm. our job is the as the bride of christ is to keep our wedding garments pure clean right. and ready to go right right and then he'll come back then we'll get to be with him for seven years that's the honeymoon period with the lord the marriage supper of the lamb is going to be glorious mm-hmm. right no and calories then, huh <laughs> No calories and amazing. Right. I know that's in heaven, man. That's right. You don't have to worry about that. And so, yeah, it's a beautiful picture. Now, obviously there's more detail. I just gave you the reader's digest version of the Jewish wedding, but but it's, it's a perfect picture of exactly what Jesus promised. Like you said, I'm going to go prepare a place for you when it's ready. I'm going to come get you. Um, I mean, it's just a perfect picture of the rapture. And then we're, and as you've, as you've taught at your church, that mm-hmm. I sat under for years, you yeah. know, we're going to be having a banquet for seven years while it's going crazy down here. Mm-hmm. And, and we want as many of our family and friends and enemies and enemies yep. we pray at for this banquet uh, as possible. 
Now, let me just say this one last thing because the Bible talks about that. There's something called the tribulation saint. Yeah. And a tribulation saint is that you, you, you right now have just said no to the Lord. You, mm-hmm. you're angry at him for some reason, whatever, whatever case might be. The rapture takes place. You realize it's real. And you're only, um, the only outcome of that is you'll have to give your life during that time. Right. Because okay. once God starts pouring out his wrath, once the Antichrist comes into power, right. he's going to demand that everyone take a mark. Mm-hmm. If you don't take the mark, then you can't buy or sell. And we all wondered for decades how he was going to do that. We now see clearly how he can now do that with, yep. with the technology we have available now. So that's yep. another huge sign. And if you take the mark of the beast, what happens? Well, you're eternally condemned, so don't take the mark. Do not take the mark no matter what. Right. But yeah. Once once you you have to and and probably just tortured before you die, obviously, because they want you to renounce Christ. Um if you if you give your life to the Lord during the tribulation and you're saved, you will know you'll be known as a tribulation saint. You'll be under the throne and you'll be saying, Oh Lord, how long are you gonna avenge our death? And we know yeah. that it's seven years. Yeah. We don't want to listen. I, hopefully you're in that, but you don't want to be because you have an opportunity today to be in the group. That's not a tribulation saint. Right. You're already a saint. You're going to be at the marriage supper of the lamb. Right. And so, um, and, and explain this to me. I get confused with the millennial period. Okay. No, so it sounds like there's different groups in the millennial period. Like there's a group that has their new bodies already. There's a group that has earthly bodies for 10,000 years and are married and are still having kids kind of thing. Um, and the ones that have with basically the people who are raptured is what my understanding, right? So right. we get, we get our new bodies and then we rule and reign with Christ for a thousand and, years for a thousand years. And so if you're faithful with a little that God has yes. given you here, yeah. then he'll, he'll make you in charge of much. So before before the new heaven and earth come down after a thousand mm-hmm. years, you're exactly right. There's there's really two groups, okay? Mm-hmm. You and I are going to have glorified bodies, and I often encourage you to go ahead and, and send your order ahead. Maybe you want to be a little bit taller, Mike. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not so gray. I don't I, know. I don't. I'm, I would like to be <laughs> I, when I was in my and when I was in my younger twenties. That would be perfect. I don't, that would be good. There you uh, go. Yeah, I could jump, so the height doesn't bother me. And so I think we're going to have a glorified body, much like Jesus. Jesus, mm-hmm. he was he was seen to 500 people. So I think we're going to be able to. And again, I don't know. So don't be like, well, Pastor Ben said, I just go, listen, we, we might be able to travel at the speed of thought. The Lord yeah. says, I'm in Jerusalem. Mike, come here and you could yeah. be there and back. And but we're there. But there's going to be some people that make it through the tribulation. Okay, so now you're governing a world of mortals, if you will, that will still be getting married, still driving cars. Right still going in jobs but it's there's there's this wonderful forced righteousness because mm-hmm. at this point satan is remember mike he's bound for a thousand years right so he's so not, he's not tempting people nations. right right and and so we'll have to see what kind of part of that as much as our lives how much satan was that satan <laughs> kind of <seeing> it. <laughs> oh wait you, know? you ready wait wait listen do it who was it who could it possibly be yeah. was it oh i don't know Say <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And how much of it was our pride? And so, yes, um, they'll die though, Mike. They'll die normal deaths. Yeah, Bear, funerals and all that stuff. You okay. and I, we won't. We'll we'll reign with him. 
right. for a thousand years. Right. Okay. So what happens when they die? Does their spirit go to heaven? Do they be, I, that I don't know. The, God hasn't told us that. Yeah. But, uh, the millennial, the millennial reign is, uh, I've learned a lot from you. So that, that was where I was able to get at least that much right. Um, but I want to dig into that more because I still, there's some mysteries there for me, but yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah, no doubt. Well, we could talk forever, yep. but <laughs> we got to have you back soon. If you're I willing, think we, I think we need to do one, um, politically okay. talking about the candidates and, you know, because I, I saw something today about the, all the Republican candidates and we don't know much about this guy and we don't right. know much about that guy. And, and, um, well, I'm in Iowa and so they're all here. <laughs> Uh, Ron DeSantis came through Harlan. I saw that. Yeah. So, um, I would love to get your opinion on that sometime. I know we're yeah. running out of time, but just yeah. see what you thought. Yeah. Um, here's the only difference that I've seen. The guy sure. who's the front runner right now has already a proven record. He's got a lot of baggage, but he's got a proven that he could get the job done. Right. And if I was in business, that's the guy I would hire. I don't know that there's anyone strong enough to, um, endure the onslaught because if they remove Trump, next man up is either DeSantis or Ramaswamy. Um, and they're going to be, their heads will be next on the chopping block and they're going to come after them just as hard as they've come after Trump, I believe. Oh, yeah. and, and I don't know if they're strong enough to handle that or not. Um, but I don't know anyone stronger than president Trump. Um, so we just have to pray that, you know, he gets through this and that God's, God does some wonderful things. Um, Doesn't it boil down to money though? I mean, if if mm. you have to continue to get uh, to fundraise where Trump doesn't, that's that's a big deal. It is a big deal. And that's part of the campaign process. Right. So they're all in Iowa because we're first with the caucuses January 15th. <gasps> and so they're all here campaigning, which is wonderful because um, I have a decent chance of even meeting some of them. Yeah. Um, and which is kind of cool for me. Yeah, it and. Is. and but the thing about that is, you know, you have to do well in Iowa. If you don't, then your fundraising drops and, you know, can you survive New Hampshire? And then if you do really bad in New Hampshire, then your fundraising goes away and your right. goes away. And so <laughs> that process, you know, it just whittles it down to, you know, to nobody's giving you money if you can't win <laughs> right. Iowa or New Hampshire. That's so. right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, right now it's uh, Trump, DeSantis and Ramaswamy. Those are the early favorites. Um, but yeah, um, Tom Scott, is that the other one is how's, is it Scott? I don't hear a lot of people talking about, uh, Tim Scott, Tim, Scott. Uh, yes, Tim Scott's great. He's a um, great, he's a, he, he, I heard he's yeah. a believer. So yeah, uh, yeah, he is. He's a great guy. I don't think he's perfect, but none of them are. Um, I don't know how much traction he's getting, I uh, so, yeah. but I mean those, and, and, you know, Pence is getting a few percent, but he has no chance. Christy is a, Christy is annoying. Just go away, dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, you, you, all of them are, you're right on target with all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then my favorite is, uh, Doug for president. <laughs> oh, is he's, there a Doug? he's the governor of new, of new North Dakota and no one's heard of him, but, uh, his name's Doug and he seems like a cool guy. <laughs> Vote for Doug. Uh, so, so one quick question concerning politics. Yeah. The fact that there's so many Republican candidates, is that is that hurtful or helpful to us? That's a really good question. You know, Carrie Lake has called for all of them to drop out and support Trump. Let's unite now and win this thing. And there's a, a lot of good reasons for that. 
uh, it's never going to happen. <laughs> so, you know, okay, great suggestion, but good luck with that. Yeah. Um, right. You know, what I found out, I already knew this, but what I found out, really found out when I was political director and at the Arizona Republican Party was there's a lot of strong-willed people in the Republican Party. And so when you have people that are used to being right, people that run businesses, people that are good at what they do, very competent people, um, you're going to have disagreements within the party and you're going to have a lot of independent thought. And I think it makes us stronger um, as opposed to the Democrats, which tend to be um, more of the I'm in charge and you're the sheep <laughs> model, right, right, you know, <laughs> right, which right. but they have more unity that way, at least on the surface. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I don't think we can avoid having 16 people running. I just think that's the way it is. And you have a lot of people who who think that they can do the job and they are probably right. So, and that's a good thing to have so many competent people in our party. Awesome. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Pastor Ben, I love you, man. Thanks right, for coming buddy. on. Yeah. Anytime. Just let me know. We finally got it going. Now, maybe the rapture is going to happen now because we were, we planned this for two years. <laughs> that's right. Then it didn't go. So. <laughs> so this could be it. This could be it. I'm, I'm, soon, I'm posting it on Sunday. So. Okay. If you if you're a date setter, <laughs> yeah, I know you're not, Pastor Ben. But if you no. decide to be a date setter, maybe Sunday. Maybe. <laughs> well, Hello. you know what? I'll just What's believe that? in the imminent turn and, and return of Christ. And so, right. like I tell people, I'll see you here, there, or in the air. <laughs> or in the air. <laughs> Amen, Amen, brother. Thanks for being on. We'll have you back soon. Okay, brother. Take care. Yeah. All right. Take care. All right. Pastor Ben Martinez, our guest, and uh, you can find him. Don't forget, check out um, Calvary Chapel Lubbock. You can search for his podcast uh, wherever podcasts are sold. I know they're on iTunes and they put his sermon up every week. And even when guest speakers are there and even the Wednesday night service. So there's a lot of great teaching. You could just go through the whole Bible probably from uh, the library that's on the podcast. So do seek that out and I'll put the link in the show notes as well. Um, and also Calvary Chapel Lubbock is the church. So if you're ever in Lubbock or if you live in Lubbock, go to that church. Amen. It's a great church. There's so much love there. And um, I tell you what, that wraps up this show. Um, you can check out everything that we're doing at freshroadmedia.com. No apology with Emily and Chris. Bible Idiots, that's Chris's Bible, uh, Bible teaching platform. Of course, Jesus is coming soon with Mike Shaw. This is episode four. We're going to keep going planning on new episodes every Sunday and working on some other content. Emily writes a blog there. I'm supposed to be adding to that. So that may happen someday. Um, and so freshroadmedia.com is the place to go and we are listener supported. So we would love it if you would prayerfully consider supporting us as well. And uh, next week, I have no idea what we're going to do, but it's going to be a good show. <laughs> so thank you for tuning in. God is good. Uh, no matter what times we're going through, uh, even though it looks like the spirit of Antichrist leading to the actual Antichrist, do me a favor, keep looking up.